0: Hello and welcome to Kate's Chats in association with Happy Hub. These will be honest, open conversations and just general chit chats in the wonder- wonderful world of me, covering topics around health and fitness, mental well-being, and general chit chat. So today I am actually joined by Steve Anderson And he is the founder of Happy Hub. So I'm going to do a short introduction, then we're going to get on with the episode. So Steve is the founder of Happy Hub, our our lifestyle company, which was created after his short time in rehab. He went from running a successful building firm and is now a life coach. There's a lot to fill in the blanks in between all that, but we will cover that in another episode. But today he is here As a co-host, as my boyfriend, so I have a life coach on hand 24/7, which is why I'm so perfect. Obviously, Um, obviously not. Which is why we do in these episodes. So today, we're here to talk about my negative mindset. My go-to in life is to look at the negative element in everything. I like to call it a realistic element. So just for example, if we're going on a journey somewhere or you know, I always think about the things that could go wrong, potentially go wrong, I see that as realistic, but it can cause, it can lead to anxiety, it can lead to unnecessary stress. Stress is really bad for the body. So this is something that I'm trying to work on on a daily basis with the help of Steve. So he's joining me today to answer some questions and to talk about trying to get through that negative mindset. Um, so welcome, Steve. Hello. So today, I'm gonna to start by kind of asking Steve some questions, and if you've got any comments, any questions, then you can put those um, in the comments box below on the podcast and we can get back to you on that. Um, but first of all, I'd kind of like to ask you, like, my, my go-to is to be negative, but some people seem to have this amazing ability, amazing talent, that they are just positive, happy, you know, buzzing all the time. Um, And I kind of would like some explanation of to why that is.
1: Well, it can be a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, um, the fact that you've already noticed that other people are like that quite often is, again, something you probably need to take less care of because that's the comparing issue of when you start to feel that anxiety and why are they feeling happy and I'm not and that can then bring a more kind of greater negative disposition so first and foremost don't try and concentrate on others and again you don't know their life so you may see that from the outside like social media and believe that that may necessarily be the true case but fundamentally that may not actually be be the situation so in terms, it can be a number of reasons. It could be based very much on subconscious beliefs that you have that are just deep inside of you, which means that every day that you've already got that negative disposition that's locked in. And it's but about, where
0: does that come from?
1: Well, that can come from lots of different things. It can become from beliefs as a child. Mm-hmm. So your childhood necessarily may not have been great and you may have learnt those kind of um, emotions of insecurities and vulnerabilities from a young age and that's kind of stayed with you because lots of traumatic events or things that have happened have led to moments that you kind of hold these negative dispositions in place because they're your safety blanket that's what you're used to almost
0: like a protection yeah
1: because that's what you're used to it's the common feeling that you so if you if you have a belief of feeling that way it could be from you know parents it could be from environment it could be from upbringing it could be from work life if that's what you've had more often than not, that becomes your safety blanket. That mm. becomes so. Why do you think you're, you're like it? What?
0: I think it comes from a state of potentially being independent as a kid. Potentially, um, you know, not had a horrendous upbringing, but came from single parent background. Um, three sisters. I'm the youngest of of the of the bunch. Um, but I was, felt from a very young age, you know, working, kind of fending for myself. So I don't know whether that comes from there or whether it's the fact that we all like a bit of drama every now and again.
1: Okay, so if you looked at your family's kind of go-to, what emotion would your family normally take? Would I'd, they?
0: Yeah, I'd say we're all pretty negative.
1: So therefore, so we look at your situation and say, well, that must be based solely, well, not solely, but a big chunk of it is based on the fact that, you know, you are really just... Learned behavior. So Mm -hmm. there's there's a very good test that happens that when you wave to a baby, what does a baby do? It waves back. It's not that it knows how to wave; it's just copying your action. So fundamentally, that works with the human brain as well. If you are, if your mum and your dad, or someone you are around, your sisters, as you said, are negative, you're learning that behavior, so you become negative. So once it gets ingrained into your system, it then becomes part of your everyday subconscious. And what I mean by that is that. know brushing your teeth getting dressed going to work is something you're used to doing every single day Mm. if you're used to being negative because that's your go-to and that's your safety blanket the thought of being positive gives you the anxiety it's not the thought of being negative that gives you the anxiety it's the thought of being positive and changing that and that's kind of what you have to remember it's that it's those patterns that you have to break
0: what the worry of everything's going all right so let's yeah, just relax so, well, and enjoy everything it. Is as, gonna str- be all right. as soon as that happens my i then slip into a well everything's all right at the minute something bad's going to happen
1: well that's it isn't it so therefore the human brain can associate a positive with a negative so as soon as you feel positive your brain is telling you well this isn't what we're used to so if you look at yourself as you know three parts the wounded child and we can cover this another time, but the wounded child, the adapted adult, and Mm. the adapted, the functioning adult, that wounded child is used to those emotions. So as soon as it feels an emotion it isn't used to, it tries to bring you back down again. Mm. So because that's your go-to emotion, and that's kind of what you have to change. It's it's the emotions that you've learned as a child and through your formative years.
0: So, you know, I've gone through my, you know, grand old age of, I think I'm 42 I don't know if I'm 42 or 43 I think you are 42. I, I mean I look 35 so who cares but um how can I now I find it really really hard work I find it um sometimes my head I want to take it off and give it a good old shake out and then put it back on again so for me it is quite hard work to get rid of that negativity and you know it's been part of my life for a really really long time so what kind of things could I now look at doing to try and change that mindset just small not I don't want to be bombarded with loads of stuff just like like, talk to me like I'm a child
1: so okay I'll put you in layman's terms because you're a personal trainer right so if you were to give some somebody like a diet to follow or an exercise plan to follow the first thing you'd say is it's process and progress Mm. Because it's there's no point of me saying to you, well, tomorrow if you do this, you'll feel absolutely fine forevermore. Because your brain is always wanted wanting to go back to how it is what what it's used to doing. So if you looked at it like an exercise regime or like I'm trying to lose six pounds, mm. it's about small steps to change habits. You know, right. all of a sudden, like if you would say to me to lose weight, you need to cut out X amount of calories or cut out X amount of fat, I would have to do it over time and gradually accept that I'm going to lose weight kind of in a process it's exactly the same so to do it it has to be creating new habits and you have to kind of take away the things that you think trigger you like so what do you think may trigger you into feeling negative
0: oh um probably some self-doubt it may be comments from people that are close to me or you know it could be something that the, the children say. It could be something that I've I, that I've heard someone say something about me. So I think the first one would probably be self-doubt.
1: So fundamentally, what you've just said is a lot based on resilience. So it's a lot probably based on when you were growing up, listening to negativity surrounding you, having two older siblings and, and a mum and all feeling negative. So you're the youngest. So everything you're learning is what you believe to be true. So everything you're getting now, like, because when you say these exterior kind of situations, well, things like social media can create self-doubt negativity because you look at every, like you said at the beginning, you look at everybody else's life and go, well, why are they always happy? Well, because you're looking at a picture on a beach of a a perfect, seemingly perfect family. So therefore Mm -hmm. that self-doubt creeps in and you're going, well, why am I not like that? And when you ask yourself that question, your brain then wants to go negative because you're going, well, why am I not? because then instantly you're putting the pressure on yourself you have to take away exterior influences so So,
0: sorry to interrupt so would you suggest then that The social media element is like I've come off Facebook, I've unfollowed a lot of things on Instagram because I know from personal experience that a lot of stuff that gets posted on these social media accounts, not mine personally, um, that it's fake.
1: Well, that's that's a step, isn't it? So that's a bit like the diet. That's step one, isn't it? So taking away the things that potentially may make you feel that way. something that you kind of have to start with so if social media makes you feel like that and or you just become a little bit more resilient to it because you know that it makes you feel that way Mm. so the whole idea is it really if it makes you feel that way we'll take that away or we just go well actually we know and you've just kind of self-proclaimed and self-confessed that you know that that's fake so you know that's fake so you can't let that bother you it still does though it still gets in your head so if that still bothers you because you can't build that resilience just yet then get rid mm. because it's as simple as that. If the chocolate's not in the cupboard, you don't eat the chocolate.
0: I love the way you keep like referring back to fitness stuff
1: because you always say I'm fat. No, I don't. No, <laughs> I don't. I'm not in no, I the don't. shape that I should be. Okay, <laughs> um,
0: in a lovingly gesture, I, of
1: course, you do love. Um, <laughs> but and so, in terms of like how, how you move forward, it's about step by step. So in terms of what you do next is you then create new habits. So if you can pick up what your trigger points are. Mm. So if you, some people's trigger points can be like a song. It can be a moment. It can be a TV. It can be something that triggers a muscle memory in your brain that then takes you back to an emotion of a feeling that you had as a child or when you were in a previous relationship that made you feel sad. Mm. So therefore your brain then uses that muscle memory and it goes back to that sad moment so you get the emotion again so it's if you hear a sad song and you know what that song's gonna do to you quite often or not you'll fight against it because your brain will want to listen to it because it's familiar but if you quickly change that song and say change from heart to capital extra so you've got more of an upbeat song you've you've stopped it before it's happened Yeah,
0: and often when I phone you and say, I'm starting to feel a bit wobbly, I can start to feel how I'm going. We've obviously got things in place now. And one of the things that you say to me and I say to people as well is change what you're listening to. You know, change the music, put something upbeat on. Mine is always, I will change it and listen to Meatloaf. So I will do something... If I know I'm starting to wobble, you you say to me, look at the things that, that make you happy. And as sad as it sounds, it might be for me tidying the house or, you know, organising something or buying myself a new plant um, that tries to slip me, s- sorry, snap me out. Of that negative mindset because I now know the signs of when I'm starting to go and be a bit aggy and a bit negative. So. Well, yeah, and
1: I, I, well, you're you're welcome. (laughs) It's easier for me to deal with if you were like that. Um, (laughs) But in terms of what you need to do, you've got to remember again, going back to the diet, every day is is process and the progress. And yeah. it's, it's, you've got to kind of keep doing step by step. You can't put too much pressure on yourself. You can't go, well, I've had four good days and now I've had one bad day, so everything's the world's worst again. And that's, that's what negativity does to you. It makes you believe that this is it. Mm. And that, like, oh my God, my brain's gone like this. And everyone that feels in this negative disposition at times is convinced they're the only person that feels like it. So again, talk to people. Just explain, yeah. and when you think you're being silly and going, "Oh my god, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm upset because X has happened. Or I've seen this picture on social media." You've got to remember that other people feel like that as well. So it's it's kind of really talking. You create your new habits, create new processes, and then working out that what your trigger points are is to stop it happening before it actually kind of really mm. goes into this big meltdown.
0: Yeah, what do you say about um, what would would you recommend things? like journaling potentially writing I mean, a journal
1: <clears throat> making a list so one thing that can get us negative when we feel like we've got so much to do and it's like becoming overbearing and it's yeah. like i always use the analogy to you right and it's like like kind of getting empty in the shopping bag if you're going mm. shopping and you keep filling that bag with negativity, negativity, that bag's going to get heavy. So, you know, if you've got letters that you don't want to open, open them and deal with them. Because if you've got subconscious kind of negativity in the back of your mind and going, well, the letters are still there, I don't know what's in them, or I'm not dealing with this, or I'm not dealing with that.
0: So would you say that action creates clarity? I would potentially <laughs> say
1: action creates clarity. Yeah, that's, not a, that's not a bad saying. Um, but in terms of really kind of if you if you do something... That you know you're off, you you, you know you you're putting off because you don't want to do yeah. it because actually it's making you anxious. It's actually making you more anxious not doing it.
0: And that can lead to sleepless yeah. nights. it And can that lead well, that's to to that, isn't it? That poor and diet. Mm-hmm.
1: And it can then spiral out of control. And then with people like that have that negative mindset, they also then become this overthinking. What if this yeah. what if that And and it's this constant what if, and you can take a what if from a small amount of what ifs to this ginormous what if that then becomes overbearing which like you say then leads to all of these other outside kind of interferences where you end up arguing with your boyfriend for no other reason mm. and you're just in a bad mood and he's done nothing wrong um and it just becomes yes that was a dig um <laughs> it it just becomes this kind of spiral out of control emotions. So, and you
0: find that you you know and I'm, I don't know whether people that are listening will feel the same way as well but when you're feeling that moment actually the person that you take that out on is a person's person that you are closest to which you know you take that frustration anger out on you for example um, whereas actually that should be the person that you are confiding in confiding in and trying to speak to
1: well I but I think that's because again going back to the emotion that feels common and the person you feel the most common and relaxed around is the person you take it out on so the emotion yeah. feels common and familiar so the person you take it out on has to be the you kind of the guy that, or the person that is familiar with that because mm. you're not going to take it out on a random in the street and if you do, that's, that's an anger issue of a podcast that we have to deal with but mm. your negative disposition I think sometimes what you don't understand is that, you know, I've been in your shoes and I've, I've always been this negative kind of human being that sees the worst and everything. I had to change the way I thought and the way I acted And it has to be a whole thing. It has to be the way you act and think at the same time. Mm. So before, if I got upset, I'd either get angry. If I got upset, you know, I'd go into a hole somewhere so no one could see me. I'd just shut my doors and windows and no one would ever see me for days. I have to face it on now and go, well, actually, what does that do? Mm. That does nothing other than make me feel worse, make everyone around me feel worse. So it's about dealing with it in the moment. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, we work on the ABC methods, right? So... The ABC methods, for people that don't know, are the activating emotion and event, the behaviour and the consequence. Mm. You have to kind of break your ABCs. So, you know, your activating emotion is negativity. So your behaviour is then you start, like, getting the arm going quiet, and all of a sudden it's just, like, spirals out of control. Mm -hmm. And your consequence is you eat worse, you don't sleep right, you argue with people because you feel like that and Mm -hmm. like no one understands. So therefore you've gone from just one emotion that caused all of these other events. So that activating emotion, an event, or the trigger that you find, if you can break it at the A without the Bs and Cs happening and you do that regularly, that then becomes part of your subconscious because you can break it quicker. And once you take that negative disposition out of your subconscious, your new habit, like my new habit has created, is actually I don't see the positive anything. I just don't see the worth of actually worrying mm. about too much. Yeah. Because a good exercise to do for any listener or anyone kind of that wants to kind of change this negative disposition is if you are a what-if kind of person, then at the beginning of the week, every day you feel like what if this happens and what if that happens, write it down, journal it. Mm. And then at the end of the week, go back to that journal of all the what-ifs and see how many of those things actually come true or even what you're negative, feeling negative about. Write down exactly what you think, you know, you feel negative about and then work out at the end of the week if that was a true thought or not. And nine times out of ten, probably a little bit more than that, it isn't. Yeah. If that makes sense. Does I that- think
0: I think that's I think you've kind of we've we've covered a lot in that in that period of time and there's a lot of really useful tips in there um i think the main one that sticks out for me just to round it all up is that the first the two things i suppose is um stop and think about the consequences i think that's a huge one you know what is the consequence of me raising my voice and shouting at my children they're not going to listen, okay, then it's just going to erupt, so that's something that I definitely take away, and I do try to do that, and then the last one that we talked about was the what ifs, you know, I'm like, well, what if that happens, what if that happens, and then, you you know, that response is, well, what if it doesn't, so making a list of all the things that you're worried about, then at the end of the week, revisiting it, I think that is a brilliant, brilliant exercise that everybody can be trying to do, so, Thank you for that. Thank you for your time. These are probably one of our conversations that we have on a daily basis. On a daily
1: walk normally. Yeah. On a daily
0: walk, yeah. Um so if you are interested in finding out more about Happy Hub, Steve will obviously be a guest on these podcasts. He's got a very 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 interesting story that we are going to be sharing with you all soon. Um so stay tuned for that you can find steve on happy hub so happy hub uk
1: happy Hub uk um also a shameless plug we are starting a podcast series of the extraordinary life of the ordinary person which is what i will present and uh yeah so give can that i a be Lisa. on that yes you're absolutely extraordinary okay.
0: um, <laughs> thank you um, and then if obviously if you visit the happy hub website then steve is also um uploads weekly blogs on there which are a very interesting read as well. So thank you for your time today, Steve. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. And um thank you for listening. Any comments that you want to drop, anything that you'd like to ask Steve, ask me, then please pop the comments um in the box below under the podcast. Thank you.